Hello, and welcome to Breadcrumb Theory, a modern-day podcast navigating the digital age. We are your hosts, Melissa Schwass and Eric Shear. Welcome. Well, Eric, I've had better days. Oh, do tell. I think I've gotten 100 robocalls uh, yesterday and today combined alone. I'm kind of sick of the scammers and robocalls. Yeah, nothing is more frustrating that uh, lower they. Did you listen to any of them or you just been ignoring all of them? I listened to the voicemails they left and they were letting me know that my iCloud account has been uh, hacked and breached. Little did they know that I have 2FA and I have to approve access, but I went ahead and changed my password to make it stronger just in case. But after a quick Google uh, search, it turns around that turns out that this scam has been around for four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's an easy one. It's always something to play on your fears, right? Yeah, you know, what makes it hard is that you can block numbers on your, your phone, but as I block the number, they'd use the same area code, but a phone number one digit off. And I think I blocked at least 30 or 40 numbers this week. So hopefully no one important tries to call me from that area code or that specific phone number, but I just couldn't handle it. And I mean, clearly Apple's going to call you with a robotic voice telling you that your iCloud account has been breached. But fortunately, I surround myself with like people like you or my husband who work in cybersecurity. So I'm a little naturally more skeptic or skeptical, I should say. But what if, you know, people don't have that information or are more trusting than us? I, I always just feel for people like that. Yeah, that's really hard because, you know, uh, scammers and you know people who write malware and hackers uh, are incredibly bright and innovative people. Uh, and, you know, so given that's the case, I mean, we can talk about some of the more common scams and kind of how to protect yourself against them and just how to think about these things a little bit differently. Because, you know, uh, my parents are a good example. Um, they are not the best. They're getting better. But there's a lot of education that goes in there. So you can kind of spot these things uh, ahead of time. And uh, so uh, why don't we do that? Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, some of the common scams and then some of the ways you can uh, spot them and, 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 and avoid you know, being one of their victims? Hey, if you have any tips or tricks that can help me not get so many darn robocalls a day, I'm all about it. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> so... You know, scammers uh, and and they, they they prey on our joys and fears, right? And mostly our fears. And so, if you look at uh, you know anything that's going on in the news, you can pretty much bet somebody is trying to scam you or scam scam somebody out of something. Uh, COVID is a really good example of this, right? There are um, SMS scams going around, so that's your you know text messages on your phone. Um, talking about COVID alerts and things. And what they're trying to do is get you to take an action, right? So if you get to take that first action, then they can launch like the second level of their, their scam where they, you, they'll talk to you, or right? Whatever they're, it's just like a marketing funnel. They, they throw a broad net and as, as people fall for it, they bring them into their funnel until they get down and extract the, uh, the maximum amount of, uh, uh, of money from them. And uh, so, you know, what do they use to do that? How do they trick us all the time? You know, we're smart people. Uh, at least, uh, you know, most of us think we are. And it's like, how do we fall for these things? I mean, we hear about them and you're like, 
well, that's so clearly a scam. How could you possibly fall for that? And uh, there is a reason for that. And you want to take a stab at what, you know, what they use uh, to get us to, uh, to, to act on these things? My hunch is that they just use easily, readily available information that they can find online for us and connected to that. You know, I always most often think I've seen a lot of text message from credit card companies, quote unquote, air quotes, um, saying my account's been breached. Um, so I think a lot of scams like that are more prevalent, but that would be my initial guess. Yeah, so that, and that's a very good guess. Um, but what they what they're what they're doing is called uh, in a broad category social engineering, right? Mm-hmm. So to your point, they're taking you know they they're looking for easy ways to trick you into thinking they are somebody else, into thinking they're Facebook, your bank, uh, your employer, um, you know, and they they can be very very convincing, and so. We always have to be very diligent and kind of keep our, our BS meter pegged uh, to kind of figure out if these things make sense. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that fall for scams are older older people, right? Usually over 45 because they didn't grow up with technology. They haven't seen this from the get-go. They didn't grow up with these things. They're a little less savvy technically, and they tend to be uh juicier targets uh so my parents unfortunately fall into this category and i'll tell you the story so my uh stepfather was buying ink from hp and he wasn't quite sure how things work so he typed in google um but he didn't type it incorrectly and he got a website that looked like hp's and then a number well they told him that uh, the reason why he couldn't get the ink that he needed uh, or order it was that he had a virus and he needed to buy a firewall uh, from uh, HP for $560. And that was the only thing. And they were showing him screenshots of things and whatever. And luckily, he didn't fall for this one because he thought it was kind of odd. And so he got me on the phone with them. And what was funny was they were showing him screenshots of uh, Windows uh, like DLLs and viruses and stuff, but they own a Mac. <laughs> but see, that goes to show you, like, he didn't know that. He doesn't dig into his, his Mac. He doesn't he doesn't know how to, 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 you know, set up, change the settings on it, for instance. He just knows how to use it, use the web and basic functions. Uh, so I had a field day with that person on the phone. That was, that was a lot of fun for me as a security professional. Um, I got to, I got them so frustrated. They started cussing me out, uh, is great. You're messing with them. Yeah, you're messing with them and you're messing with their money. And a lot of times, you know, these these places come from, you know, there's these call centers for these scams are in India, they're in uh, Nigeria, they're in foreign countries. And to those people, I mean, it's a job, right? It's yep. a job to feed their family, which is unfortunate because it's a criminal activity. But to them, they're just trying to make ends meet. And so I feel bad, but not so much. Um, so let's talk about the ways that they get us, right? And so hopefully you've seen some of these, maybe uh, uh, in your work email, or you've seen uh, some of these in your spam folder, if you've ever looked through that, um, or come across a call. So uh, the most common one that, that, that scammers use is called phishing, uh, right? And phishing, if you think about it, is just like phishing, you know, they're fishing for victims, right? They're, it's a... Um, 
a broad message for them to look like so they'll get a hold of like an email list or they'll they'll get something on the dark web a list of, of, of potential victims and they'll create a very convincing or hopefully you know and some of them aren't so convincing they're terrible but the good ones are very convincing they'll look like it came from facebook for instance and they know we're we're afraid to be hacked and that kind of stuff so that's what they're going to say hey your account was hacked right please click on this link and you know enter we need you to enter your username and password and change so that you know we can verify it's actually you so the minute you do that guess what you just they're gave in. them name and password they're in and they've stolen your identity and they'll do this in all kinds of ways they'll look like i said they'll look like a payroll company i have one that looked like it came from ADT or uh, ADP sorry the payroll company but it was just a little off and that's how it should make you feel. If you look at these things and you go, that's a little off, then it is, right? Don't, don't always click on the links that you see for these things. So if you're, if you're curious, you know, if your friend Julie sends you um, a bunch of links and they send you know, or PDFs or funny things and Julie doesn't really ever do that, that should set off some red flags, right? That means maybe Julie was compromised and now they're using Julie uh, against all of her contact list, right? So everybody she knows. You see that so a lot on uh, Facebook too, Eric, and they're getting really good at that. I think, you know, my husband does what you do, and I've seen people get hacked just by opening PDF files. So, and these emails are so good. And I'll be honest, I'm like everyone else. I'm busy. My mind goes fast. So uh, unfortunately, I click on links without looking at them um, intrusively, and I probably should stop doing that. Well, and it's, it's human nature, right? They're, like I said, the really good ones are really tough. Even as a security professional, I mean, I you know, I'm not perfect. I've I've gone and clicked something, and then two seconds later, gone. Oh, that was dumb. And yeah, <laughs> me all the time. Right. It's you know the thing is is that you know your work shouldn't punish you for making a mistake. You shouldn't get punished. It, they are psychologically taking advantage uh, of you. So these things. There is no way to protect yourself 100%. If you just stop and think about some of these, you'll protect yourself from, you know, the vast majority, and it's called shrinking your, your footprint, right? You'll, you'll be a much smaller target to hit for these people. They won't be able to take advantage of you, uh, you know, going forward. So, you know, how do these things, you know, what other kinds of ways? So, you know, phishing is kind of where they're, they put out these broad messages. There's something called spear phishing, which is they know who you are, and so they're crafting a fake email or a fake message specifically directed at you, right? Um, we see that a lot at big companies, executives. They, they really like to target those guys. Right, exactly, right? And they're trying to get them to take an action. Um, and you don't see spear phishing a lot in the, like, uh, the consumer space as much, right? Because it's, that's, that's a more tailored attack. They're... They know their target is, and they know what they want, and they might try that because they know you work for, you know, Visa or something, and they're trying to get uh, a leg into the the company. But um, you also hear like the Nigerian scams all the time. I don't know what it is about Nigerians; it's like their national pastime. But you know, I know I don't have a handsome Nigerian princess who's uh, left me a, you know, died tragically and left me a huge fortune. 
I don't know. I, I respect Nigerians. They're some of the most educated people out there, but I do agree. There's a lot of Nigerian royalty trying to uh, give us money. I wish yeah, I knew no, somebody uh, for real. <laughs> I'd be rich. Nigerians, but uh, for whatever reason, they're, and maybe because they're educated, I don't know, but it's all the scams come from Nigeria, or at least that's where they proclaim to be from. I'm sure if I check my spam folder right now, I'd probably find one. Uh, I think we all know that Nigerian prince or princess scheme quite well now, but they're still going strong. Yeah, because it works, right? They get and the numbers they only need. They send a million emails and they get a 1% response. It's a profitable business, right? Like it is. True. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of scams to get you to put in your, you know, your username and password. So that could be an Amazon scam. It could be. Uh, like debt IRS around tax time. You see a lot of scams around that. And again, IRS is never going to call you and tell you to buy a gift card uh, to prove that you're, you know, like a U.S. citizen or whatever the, the garbage that they're spewing is. They're never going to have you, A, give your credentials away, even the legit company. A bank will never do that. Amazon will never do that. There's no company that uh, they don't even know your password, right? The, the software that authenticates you into their system they don't have access to. They can reset it, but they, they can't tell you what your password is. Well, they don't want your password. It's a liability for them. Absolutely right. Um, one that really is disturbing is the fake kidnapping, right? The digital kidnapping where they hmm. call the elderly and they sound like, you know, the, you know, they say, oh, grandma, please, you know, I've been kidnapped. They, they're going to hurt me and, uh, and kind of stuff. And they're playing on the fears. Um, you know, and they're like, you can't tell anybody, don't tell me, you know, like my parents, I, you're the only one I know I can call, you know, and again, it's that social engineering they're, they're, uh, they're doing. So, you know, there's, there's, they come in many different, different things. So the, the ways that you kind of combat that are to take a minute when you're reading an email or let's take about email. So when you're reading email and it, if it, if it gives you that uneasy or it sounds too good to be true, in this case, it usually is, right? If, it's, if, if it sounds too good to be true, you won like a Bitcoin lottery or you got, you know, like you said, you had a rich Nigerian royalty leave you a vast fortune or uh, somebody wants to buy that, you know, jalopy of a car you're selling on Craigslist for four times the amount of money it's worth. That's a scam, right? So the best for you know the best way to, to defuse scammers is to not play their game. So you know when you're defending yourself, when I see something that I'm you know even when I get security alerts that are legitimate from my bank, for instance, let's say, I will never click on the links because I just I don't believe it, right? So what I, what you do is if you really want to know whether or not you're compromised, delete that email, go online, log into your account. And then, you know, or call their customer service line and ask that way, right? So that gives you a separate channel that's not attached to the message that you got in your email. So that's, that's probably the best advice you've given me and my husband's given me. And I'm neurotic, so I always take it one step further and just change my password just in case. Yep, um, and that's but, always good. Yeah, for those of you who have passwords, what is it, longer than 20 characters or 25 characters, Eric is, Eric is the best, most secure password? Well, we can get in a whole nother conversation about passwords, but uh, Down the, for, yeah, the longer you can make it, the better. And, and sometimes you're restrained. So at a minimum, it should be longer than 13 characters, right? And uh, you want it to be easy enough for you to remember, hard enough for somebody else to guess. 
And the shorter it is, the more complex you're going to have to make it. But really, what you want to do is think of passwords in terms of phrases, right? So a sentence. And, and make it a sentence that makes no sense. I have some of the most ridiculous phrases uh, that I make up in my head, and I try not to recycle them. But sometimes, you know, you have to change your password every 90 days. So just to say, I make up some of the most random things in my head. But hey, it works. Yeah, I like things like ants like asphalt bananas, right? That's the <laughs> See, mine aren't that bad. <laughs> right. Those are long enough passwords, and it's the length that makes them foolproof, not the complexity. So you don't need to change the zeros to, uh, you know, or the, or the O's to zeros and things. That doesn't really fool because, you know, humans aren't sitting in there thinking of passwords. It's all automated, you know, programmatically going through and trying all these variations for you, right? So there's, you know, it's the, the the hackers just sitting in there eating burgers and drinking a soda while his computer programs, his hacking software, tries to break in, right? So the longer it is, then it becomes mathematically more impossible uh, for them uh, to, to break it in a kind of reasonable amount of time. Anything can be broken given enough time. But you have to remember, hacking is a business. So if they can't figure it out, it becomes too expensive for them to continue. Yeah, that. I want to point out the average age of a hacker is 17. So anybody listening, you're probably thinking an adult. No, these are kids. These are kids that are conning people. Um, and to Eric's point, it is a business. And if it's too hard for them to automate, they're probably going to move on. So I think you and I had another really high level security person tell me that if somebody wants to get into your environment, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So the longer the password, the better, because we want to trick these kids to not hack into us. Yeah, it's if you're not an easy target, they're just going to move on. In fact, that, that Twitter scam, the Twitter hack that just happened okay. where they took over, uh, you know, like Elon Musk's Twitter feed and uh, a bunch of, you know, high-powered people, that, that kid was like 17 years old, wasn't he? 19 maybe? Yep. I once did work for a public school. And this was a grade school, and I won't give out any more information of that out of respect for the client. But they had to secure the wireless because they had third graders hacking the wireless and, and spoofing things on the, the wall that the teacher was projecting. So kids are smart now. They're savvy. And if they're bored, they're going to figure out how to do it. And then there's so much software out there that allows them to you know, not really have the skills and the programming skills and things to write these things, but there's just tools, just like yep. you use some other software that, that does a lot of this for them. So so that, those are the best ways. Now let's talk about, so now you, you're alert, you're trying to do, you know, you know, you have really long passwords. Uh, you, you, you're, you're trying, you, you're, you're taking all the steps. What else, you know, what else can you, what, what else can you do, right? And that's where, you know, understanding, uh, your security in your home, right? So your security or your internet provider sometimes has security controls for you. Uh, more and more, oh, sorry, it's my dog's weighing in on the subject. Dog people oh, here. I'm sure you've you heard know, of him in the past yeah. episode or mine. That's Max. Max has an opinion about everything. <laughs> but I would say, you know, you know, everybody's has antivirus or should be running running antivirus on their computer, but antivirus is kind of antiquated. So, you know, there's a, you, and then I want to kind of talk about specific brands of software right now. And you can, if you have questions about that, please by all means reach out to us, and uh, 
we can talk about what we feel is is something you know good things to talk uh, to use but you know the the the, the corporate business to business firewalling and security products are kind of starting to get consumer versions of them that give the you know home you know your users visibility they give you uh so another layer of defense and security because the hackers like i said are innovating so much that the way they you know your traditional antivirus and things work is not is not good enough they can defeat it super easily so you know a combination of you know diligence and staying on top of, of things um you know i monitor my credit i monitor my identity through different services uh because it's impossible that it's it's probable that you somewhere along the line you clicked or you did something and you didn't know about it and that's okay it happens you just have to be diligent and most people are but you know if you're not that's when your identity gets stolen. That's when you can usually have these things off quickly if 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 you you have some visibility and you have you've been alerted either by your bank or or by you know your software and you can you can rectify these situations before they they really take advantage of you. Yeah, I think that's most important. One thing I want to point out, and it's relatively newer as far as scams, is your SIM card in your phone. So even if you remember the back in the day, you could pop up those SIM cards. Well, now you can't really open an iPhone or an Android phone. It's hard coded in there. Um, but you can put a passcode when you restart your phone. You'll have to be prompted for a passcode for your SIM card to be activated. I highly, highly, highly recommend anybody listening to this right now to do that because a big fraud that's been starting is SIM code, SIM card fraud where they'll go in and find your information and know enough and you won't have a passcode that they'll be able to swap out your SIM card. And people have incurred thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cell phone bills. So just put that that passcode on there because that's an easy way that people are, are getting into um, free cell phone use. Oh yeah. And it's a constant, it's a constant battle, right? Between the bad guys and the good guys uh, trying to, uh, you know, as soon as we they figure out something and we come up with a solution to block it, then they innovate and come up with a new way of exploiting us and uh, our technology. And so that's why that diligence is you know, diligence is, is stopping. And and it's you know it's all of the the you know the phishing the anytime they're trying to get you to take an action action that's where you got to stop and think to yourself. I don't care what the context or the content of the email or the messages. Is it is it asking me to do something, and what is it asking me to do, and what are you know what are the ramifications of that? And if you ever have a question or a concern as to whether or not you should click on something, don't click on. Call that institution up, write their their support and email, take a different channel into communicating with them, and yeah, you're going to be in a lot better shape than than a lot of people. I think it's just pausing. Even though we're all very busy and we work in a fast-paced world, just pausing and asking yourself that question will put you in a, a much better position. So I think I mean that that that's about all I have for this one. I mean, if you want to know more, you can we can we can certainly dig deeper for you. And I always encourage our our listeners to reach out to us and ask questions. But just remember that when it comes to scam, spam, uh, you know, cons, it can come from any direction with you know from anywhere um with almost any any time so whether it comes from russia nigeria you know your own state doesn't it doesn't matter it's they they will they will try and exploit you and 
uh, in a million different ways. And I can, we can certainly post some links in the show notes to, uh, to show you uh, some of the resources we use to kind of better educate yourself. Sure. And if you're like me, you're probably getting spammed like no other now because people are stuck in their homes. Yep, absolutely. Well, if you're listening to us, uh, reach out, let us know. If you like the content we're providing you, subscribe, give us a review, check us out on social media. And until next time, everyone, thank you.